We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Underdog, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. It's Tuesday, October 24th. My special guest today is my former co-worker at NBC, Noah Rubin. Let's do this. Noah, how are we doing today? Doc, I'm doing great. It's a, it's a good day when you have, I guess, six months of no regular season basketball, four months of no meaningful basketball, just a little bit of summer league and preseason sprinkled in. But Doc, it is opening night in the NBA. It doesn't get much better than that. It's sort of like a fake opening night because there's only two games. <laughs> and, and Wednesday, I think everybody else is playing. So Wednesday's the big one when, you know, everybody who has a fantasy basketball team, like almost their whole team will be in action. You'll have full lineups, lineup decisions to make. Tonight's just sort of the precursor to that, where there's only four teams in action. The Lakers are at Denver at 7.30, and the Suns are at Golden State at 10 o'clock. Those are both TNT games. So uh, if you have television, you should be able to watch NBA basketball tonight, and the games actually matter. Yeah, and you won't even have to use League Pass. It'll be right there on your TV. It'll be great. We'll get to see Nikola Jokic not care that he won a trophy, but he'll get a ring and just kind of say, cool, guys, and then just go play some basketball. And then uh, Warriors' sons will be fun as well. A lot of, I mean, Kevin Durant against his old team, Chris Paul against his old team. No Bradley Beal. That is uh, a little bit disappointing that he won't be playing, but it should still be a, a good game. That's sort of a bad omen to the start of Bradley Beal's season. If he can't even get out there for game one due to a back injury, uh, sounds like he's not going to play. And uh, Devin Booker, his son's teammate, is a game-time decision with a toe injury. Uh, I think Booker's probably good to go. Sounds like he practiced um, recently. I think it's just precautionary more than anything. But Beal is probably out, and – for a team that's kind of favored to do really well in the West, they need these guys healthy um, if they're going to be able to get that done. So um, do you have Bradley Beal shares anywhere? 
I think I have him in one league that I did. It was just a ESPN points league with some friends from college that I got Bradley Beal like two or three rounds later than he should have gone. I said, okay, I guess I kind of have to take him here, uh, but not in any of my, uh, not in most of my leagues. I don't. Yeah, I have zero uh, Brad Beal shares, and I I feel pretty good about that. Uh, another guy. Now, who who's going to step up in Beal's place tonight? Is it Goodwin? Is it uh, who's the other one I saw? Um, shoot, there's a, I'm pulling it up right now to try. Oh, I look, got off. But I got off the screen. It could be Eric Gordon. It could be Grayson Allen. Uh, Grayson Allen. Yeah, I think Grayson Allen is probably going to to play a lot tonight. I, I have a feeling he's going to do okay, uh, but that's just a guess. We don't really know because we haven't seen these guys yet. But um, good one, Gordon, Grayson Allen. I, I like Grayson Allen. Like if I was going to play FanDuel tonight, I'd probably, probably take a flyer on Grayson Allen. Um, he's he's going to be super cheap. Um now, another injury update is that Draymond Green is probably not playing for the Warriors. Yeah, and I another, guess that's... Another bad omen. Yeah, I think he's been uh, the past few weeks trying to be ready for this based <laughs> on reports, but if he's not playing, then they'll probably have both Chris Paul and Kevon Looney starting, so Steve Kerr won't have to make that tough decision of who he's bringing off the bench uh, for at least one game which is probably a, a sigh of relief from him that he doesn't have to tell Chris Paul that he's on the bench or Draymond <laughs> making Draymond start at center against, uh, well, the Suns probably wouldn't have been the worst team to start Draymond at center against, but um, he'll have to wait to make that decision. And Jonathan Kuminga will play a really big role off the bench. I'd imagine it with no Draymond. He had a really, really good preseason. <clears throat> probably won't score as much as he did during the preseason because he won't just have that green light that he had when he was on the floor, but should still be a very effective option for them. Yeah. Kuminga is another guy like in uh DFS tonight. No, Draymond green is officially out of that game. So Kuminga should have a good opportunity in game one, but regardless of who's playing and who's not uh, basketball is here and we could not be happier about that. Uh, no, I threw some, um, uh, Wait, no, what's your what's your Twitter? Uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Noah it Rubin22. Yep. Yeah. So Noah's got a, a podcast called Tank Me Later uh, on the FBI network. And you should check that out. He spent a day with Dr. A, which is me, uh, last week, and we hung out in my family room and talked hoops for an hour. We also it was also some story time, storytelling. Uh, you can find that on on mine or Noah's Twitter feed. Um, no, I put some polls out there on Twitter or X or whatever, uh, last night that I thought were kind of interesting. I, it, it felt like everybody was into Victor Wembanyama for the last year and the whole race to see who was going to get Wembanyama was, was fun. Uh, but then after that first preseason game, I felt like a lot of people jumped off the Wemby bandwagon saying that he was too too skinny, he, need, he needed more weight on his body, he was going to get broken in the NBA, uh, he wasn't going to play a full season for Pop, yada, yada, yada. But he's been getting drafted, sometimes at the end of round one, almost always lately 
by the end of round two, I've got them on a ton of teams just because I love drafting Wimbanyama. I, I put out there a poll. I said, Wimbanyama, boom or bust. 91% uh, of the 360 votes he got, people think he's going to be a boom. 91%. Whew. I think uh, at his, I don't know what his Yahoo ADP is right now, but for a while there it was early third round, mid third round. And I think if you said boom from there, then cool, you just believe in him that he's going to have a really good year. I think that's not really in question. I think he is going to have a phenomenal rookie season, especially after what we've seen from him during the preseason. But I did a draft last night, and Adam King took him at 13. I, I don't really see how he booms from 13. I, I think it's, you know, that's probably his ceiling. I mean, that's first-round value for a rookie. That doesn't happen very often. So for him to boom from early second round or first round, not really there for me, um, but he could – return that value. Um, I don't really see him booming from there, but if you're getting him in round three or four, which is kind of where he was going before the preseason, then you could say boom. But I think at this point where he's being drafted, I have to say bust, but not bust that he's going to be horrible, but bust in the sense that he's probably going to return third or fourth round value because he's a rookie and he might struggle with a few things. Okay. Those are all fair points. Uh, I didn't, specify fantasy uh lingo or oh, universe in that poll just like is Wemby gonna live up to the hype or is he gonna is pop gonna sit him you know one game a week and not let him play as much as we want to see him play i think people including Wemby himself uh think he's gonna be out there a lot more than maybe we initially thought i, I just think people are excited about women yama and and want to see him play and think he's going to be really good. And hopefully he blocks a ton of shots this season so that I can win a jersey from you. <laughs> uh, I took Wemby against Walker Kessler uh, to lead the league in block to, to lead in blocks this season. And uh, you know, eight foot wingspan, he's flying all over the court. I'm I'm still feeling it. I'm not not upset by that uh jersey bet, even though Walker Kessler may look like a better option on paper. Uh, another one I threw out there was Chet, Chet Holmgren, boomer bust. 84.5% uh, of the folks out there think that Chet is going to also be a boom. Only 15% are saying bust. And these guys, he's as skinny as women Yama is. He was out all last season with a foot injury. Uh, but he was going more like fourth, fifth round. Uh, it'll be easier for him to boom in fantasy, I think, from, from that slot than trying to have Wimby live up to the hype of being a late first, early second round pick. Definitely. You probably have to get him in round three now, but I think his ADP will probably be in round four or five. If you did it a month ago, we probably would have been able to get him there. That's fine. But it seems maybe, maybe it's just how it seems to me, but since their preseason matchup, you have to pick them at least a round or two earlier, just because of how much fun it was and how good they both were. I think that Chet and Wemby can both, be producing around the same value so getting chet a couple rounds later even if it does feel early at round three at this point i feel better about chet booming from his adp than wemby because i think that they're going to have similar seasons i think wemby will be a little bit better uh probably average a little bit more points but chet will probably be a little bit better on the glass because he'll be the starting center as opposed to wemby being the power forward with zach collins down there so similar seasons wemby probably a little bit better but at their price i gotta go chet 
And then two guys that I've become obsessed with. I was kind of late to the party here. Um, but Kobe White, I think, is going to start at point guard for the Bulls. He's looked really good in the preseason. He looks he looked good at the end of last season. I kind of think he's turned the corner and is going to have a good year. You can get him super late in fantasy drafts. I just took him in uh, my 30-team league yesterday, like, 120th or 125th, something like that. Um, he's going to start for that 30-team league. Uh, I put a Kobe White boomer bust pull out there. 45% say boom, 55% say bust. Uh, what, it, what is your thought on uh, Kobe White? Yeah, it looks like he's going to be the starter in Chicago. It wouldn't be shocking if Billy Donovan kind of switched things up as the season goes along, but it seems like he's going to start from opening night. Uh, during the preseason, was able to score in double figures in four out of his five games, but scoring has never really been an issue for him. But he did have at least three assists in all of his games. Um, and if I'm able to do quick math off the top of my head, it looks like he averaged four assists per game uh, during the preseason, despite only playing over 25 minutes once. Uh, average 2.8 assists per game last year. So if he can get that playmaking boost, I, I have no problem taking him in the last few rounds. So I think probably round 11 is a sweet spot because any later is a bargain. That's great. But I don't know how much earlier I'm going to take him than round 11 just because his he does have a history of not being great in category leagues. It seems like he's turned the corner, but it, it still is a little bit of a risky pick. But... I uh, I do think he'll have a pretty solid season. Yeah, 11 to 12th round, I'm fine with Kobe White every time. And, and if it doesn't work out, you drop him and pick up somebody mm-hmm. else. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life A Quarter Mile At A Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another guy I'm late to the party on that I, I was about to mention was Jeremy Sohan for the Spurs. It looks like Trey Jones is kind of out right now, and, and Sohan is, is going to play point forward for them, apparently. He's going to be playing out there with Wembenyama and uh, oh Vassell, Devin Vassell, uh, who I love also. I, the Spurs are going to be fun to watch on on League Pass this season. I think definitely, especially at Point Sohan is going to be a lot of fun. Everybody in that lineup, I think, would be at least six seven. Oh, Keldon Johnson might be six five. Everybody's going to be tall, and a, and a tall point guard will be fun. Wemby's obviously going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Sohan starting at point guard should give him a nice fantasy boost. I saw him in the draft I did last night. I think he went ninety, which was a bit early to me, but he could just totally pop off and be significantly better than that. So we'll see. Uh, as far as Trey Jones, I think it's interesting. A lot of people I've seen say, drop him. Okay, he has no value now. He's not the starter. Well, he's still probably going to play 25 minutes per game, which is you know less than he was before, but still play enough. He'll be the point guard when he's in the game. They're not going to have him off the ball just because so hands in the game and he's their quote-unquote point guard now. But also anytime anybody on the Spurs misses a game outside of maybe – Zach Collins, they probably sub in a center, but Trey Jones would start like probably slide into the starting unit if any of one through four misses a game. So and he'll still be really effective in those games. I'm still rostering him, um, but I'm probably drafting him a couple rounds later than what he was going before, uh, which I believe was round nine, so probably 11 or 12. But he'll still be a very solid option. He's not going to boom, but he can he can be serviceable. Yeah, I feel like Trey Jones and Tyus Jones were both kind of uh, getting drafted near each other, and then mm-hmm. Trey's kind of fallen off, and, and he's available later. And Tyus is Tyus looks like the better option. But anyway, that's some of the some of the stuff going on as we uh, get ready for opening night. Uh, Noah Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. And a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. Promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Noah, let's look at Wednesday night. 12 games, 24 teams in action. Uh, the Spurs are playing, the Thunder are playing, the Hawks, Pacers. Uh, Kobe White is playing with the Bulls. I'm really curious as to what this Mavericks lineup and rotation is going to look like. Uh, I want to see if Luka plays. I want to see if Kyrie plays. I want to see who those guys are going to throw it to. Uh, We get Wemby and Chet. Uh, I mean, there's so much going on Wednesday. Y'all better get the league pass fired up and clear your your calendar from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun night. You mentioned Dallas and San Antonio. Everybody saw the practice clips of Dallas having their trainers hold 
large, um, I don't even know what they were, but to make them look like Wemby and look like <laughs> everybody's really long defenders closing out really tall just to help them get used to it because it it is kind of league altering bringing this seven foot four, seven foot five guy in that can dribble and move really well. So it's uh, it's funny to see how teams are reacting to uh, having to match up with him for the first time. But Dallas's rotation is going to be really interesting because Kyrie played in their last preseason game. I would just assume that means he's available for opening night, but we'll see. Lucas, I think I read that he started practicing again, but we don't really know what that looks like for opening night. I would assume that if he's able to give it a go, he will, um, which hopefully, that because that would be fun. Luca and Kyrie versus Wemby. We'll, we'll throw Devin Vassell. Wemby and Devin Vassell just to uh, make it like two stars right there. Um, so it, it should be a, a fun matchup for that opening night. Um, yeah, the opening night's just going to be insane. I, I can't, I really can't wait for uh, for Wednesday. Thursday's fun because it's actually opening night. But, but I mean, Wednesday's fun because it's actually, wait, Tuesday's fun because it's actually opening night. But Wednesday is going to be the, that's going to be the big one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, are you having any post fantasy draft regrets? Do you have guys that you have taken that you're you're kind of pushing the panic button on already? Um, not yet. I think uh, I'll probably maybe have some after the first week, but I don't think there's anybody that I'm that I've drafted so far that I'm like, man, that was well. There's probably are some that I say that was a bad pick, but I don't think there's anybody on my roster that I'm like, and eh, I really don't think they're going to be good. I might drop them or try and look to trade them as quickly as I can, but that that'll all change. That will change within the first week. I wouldn't be surprised at all. The only guy I don't even think I have Luca in any leagues, but I think that would be a slight concern, but I'm not also regretting ever drafting Luca Dantich in a league. So. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, I guess Trey Jones would be one of my, one of my guys that I'm, I'm a little disappointed where I have him. Um, but really most of my, most of my drafts were all, um, similar young guys with a lot of upside. Now there is an ESPN draft that I did know. And I, I look at this roster and I just, just kind of shake my head that I was able to pull this off, but I got Anthony Edwards. I have Wemby. I have Chet. I have Jaron Jackson jr who I got in round four. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I still can't really wrap my that head around a that. a points league? No, it's not. There's, it's only ten, category. there's only 10 teams, but it's categories. But yeah. round four. <laughs> so I, you're not I mean, that's the people on, people on Twitter were like, "What? why is Jared Jackson Jr. going in the fourth round? I mean, I've taken him as early as, you know, 12, 13, 14. Um, so the fact that he fell that far, I, I really don't understand it. But that team also has Josh Giddy, it has Jalen Williams, it has Devin Vessel, uh, Andrew Wiggins, who I think is due for a big mm-hmm. comeback this season. It's got Benedict Matherin. Um, but yeah, with, with my big men on that team, Jaron Jackson Jr., Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembanyama, and Alperin Shengun, I don't think. It's possible for me not to win blocks uh, outright every every single night. Yeah, there's uh, no reason for you to not. And it's crazy because you reach on Wemby and Chet in round two and three to make sure you get your guys. So you're like, okay, cool, I reached there. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. slips to you in round four. Because I think if you would have said you got Jaron Jackson round two, Wemby round three, Chet round four, it would have been, oh, that's great values. 
So it ended up working out really nicely for you. It fell into my lap, uh, literally. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, wait, I got Chet in four. I got Chet in four. I got Jaron at 28 in round three. So. Okay. A little so, bit yeah. more reasonable, but still really good value there. Still, I, I, Jared Jackson Jr. should not be there um, at the end of round three, even if it's a 10-man league. So pretty excited about that uh, that team and that draft. That was uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's do this. Uh, the NBA season is here, as we've stated several times. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart-panning play of your favorite team live and in person. Because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase. You can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Noah, are there any guys uh, that you've fallen in love with at the last minute, sort of like my Sohan and my, my Kobe whites. Do you have any of those guys? It feels like I did like a month or two ago and, and they were all guys I was able to get late in drafts. And as more people, or I guess, as I've talked about them, more other people have talked about them, they've slowly risen up. So you're not able to get them quite as late. Um, you know, Zach Collins is one of the five centers that I've been saying to get this year from between rounds, uh, I guess like seven to nine. Um, so really like him this year as kind of the defender for Victor Wembanyama. He'll be the guy taking any hits that anybody puts out on Wemby, but also giving you good rebounds, a three per game, a steal, a block, decent assists from the center spot. So I really like him this year. Uh, Asar Thompson should start in Detroit. I like getting him around pick a hundred. Same thing with PJ Washington, who should start for Charlotte now. Um, I did like getting Josh Richardson there for a little bit. I think he'll come off the bench and it doesn't look like he'll play opening night, but uh, his best seasons were in Miami. So I still like taking him towards the end of the draft. And then my favorite late round last round guy, which again, starting to go around or two earlier now is Jalen Johnson had a really good preseason, probably won't start uh, opening night, but has a chance to earn a starting role at some point or at least play a pretty big role off the bench. I think his versatility is something that Quinn Snyder will really enjoy. And having a, a four that can dribble will be a new experience for the Hawks. Nice. Um, talk to me about this, this dude on the wizards that is suddenly a go-to guy at the end of fantasy drafts. I'm not, I'm really not sure I can even say his name, but I, I'm, I'm guessing. I know who you're that, talking about. I'm guessing that you can <laughs> I, I was uh, having to practice a little bit, but it's Bilal Koulibaly. Koulibaly. Yes, yeah, so I need to work on saying that a little bit smoother, but I'm able to uh, pronounce it from practice a little bit. But uh, I think he had in four preseason games or in his first four, maybe he played a fifth and I'm just not updated on my stats, but he had 10 steals in his first four preseason games. Uh, average, I mean, like that's, excuse me, maybe it was 10 steals through three preseason games. It was a lot. He had a lot of steals. <laughs> Um, didn't, he wasn't great anywhere else, but his defense will get him on the floor. I mean, when you have Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma 
taking over the offense. Nobody else is going to get a chance to shoot, really. So having another defender out there in Koulibaly to kind of take on the uh, opposing team's lead scorer, that'll get him on the floor. And then he can get steals. We've seen that. And he'll have an opportunity as a rookie to work through things offensively and improve as the season goes on. So from opening night, you're probably just getting steals, and you may have to deal with some struggles in other areas. But I think as the season progresses, he'll get better and better. And that's why I also – I'm glad you brought him up. I have enjoyed taking him in the last two rounds as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like he's going to finally put the nail in Denny Avdija's whatever. Um, Because Denny Avdija, you know, we've been waiting for like three years for him to do something. And now, you know, the depth chart says that Kulabale is going to start in front of him. And you're going to have a, Guys coming off that Washington bench like DeLon Wright, Landry Shamit, Abdija, Danilo Gallinari. Um, Washington is going to be a disaster from a reality standpoint, but fantasy-wise, a lot of people love Danny Gafford um, and his ability to block shots from the center position this year. A lot of people's favorite last-round pick is the guy we've just been talking about. Um, you and I have a little jersey going on Jordan Poole's ability to score. The basketball, he's going to be a volume shooter. He's going to be taking tons of shots. And Tyus Jones should be a very serviceable starting point guard for the Wizards. I mean, there's a lot to love about Washington from a from a fantasy standpoint. Um, another guy that that I've I've kind of been high on um, taking him, you know, in the later rounds of drafts is Andrew Wiggins, and he he plays for the Warriors, where he we're going to get to see him tonight. Missed a huge chunk of the last season with some personal issues. He also missed time with injuries. Didn't play in very many games. He was kind of a kind of a big disappointment last year. I just think he's poised and in the perfect position to bounce back. Um, pretty strong this season, and and I look for him to have a big game tonight with no Draymond Green. Yeah, I agree. He's gonna have to play a larger role. I've, no Draymond means that I mean somebody's gonna have to try and go out there and guard KD. And it's not going to be Kevon Looney, and it's probably not going to be Clay Thompson. So it's probably going to be Andrew Wiggins. Uh, they're going to need him to do a lot. Um, he was awesome to start last season. And then I know I've talked about this on just about every podcast so I've talked about him. Uh, missed about a month due to an injury and illness. Played a little bit, and then he wasn't really quite the same player. Missed the final two months for personal reasons, and then wasn't quite the same in the playoffs. So I'm hoping he can get back to that player that he was to start last season when he was a top 25 guy in nine cat leagues. Um, I actually did it in my draft last night, got him at 74, which was a tad early, but I was uh, picking from two and I knew he wasn't going to get back around to me. And I'm a big believer in Andrew Wiggins this year. So probably a slight reach, but I, I think that he'll be able to uh, return that level of value, if not more. Yeah. Round nine of that 10 man ESPN draft I was talking about is an interesting round because it went Clay Thompson, Ja Morant, who's out for 25 games, Jabari Smith, Tobias Harris, who's possibly the most boring fantasy player uh, in the land, Jeremy Grant, who's also pretty boring, Keegan Murray, I love the upside there, Anthony Simons with no dame should be fun, Andrew Wiggins, I got at 88, uh, John Collins went at 89, and then Danny Gafford went at 90, so so that's you know between eighty and ninety, there there's a lot of guys on that list that are uh, have a chance to to really do something. 
um, this season. What what are your thoughts on Ja? Did you did you take any flyers on Ja Morant and and are you patient enough to be able to wait 25 games without being able to put him on the IR? Uh, no, I don't have him anywhere. Um, I think other people were more ambitious than I was. I think getting him at, I think I've seen him generally go kind of round seven. I would definitely take him round eight or nine, um, but I don't really love him in nine cat leagues when he's healthy or excuse me, not healthy, but when he's available, he's, he's good, but he's not quite as good as he is in points leagues. Um, and then missing the first 25 games, I just, I'd rather in round six or seven, I feel like I like a lot of guys in that range as well. So I'd rather go with those guys, whether it be Devin Vassell's going earlier now, but he was a guy, Andrew Wiggins, Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, uh, a lot of those centers that I like, we talked about Zach Collins, Daniel Gaffer, Jalen Duran, Mark Williams. Um, I'd rather go with a few of those guys. And then generally around nine or 10 is when I start taking a little bit more risk. And that's where I would take a guy that's suspended the first 25 games. I've, if somebody else wants to take him earlier, that's fine. He is a very good player and is going to give you plenty of points, rebounds and assists, especially rebounds for a point guard. Um, I just didn't end up getting him anywhere because he generally went before I was willing to take him. Uh, same. I don't think I ended up with any job. Maybe maybe one league I did, but it was a mock, and, and I don't have to worry about what I'm going to do with him. We're not playing that one out. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at a, another guy that I kind of like in that Andrew Wiggins um, area is Bruce Brown of the Indiana Pacers. I've been kind of hyping him up. He's getting paid a lot of money to play for the Pacers. He's going to be a strong veteran presence there. Um I guess let me give you some names and tell me who you would take out of this out of this group. Uh, Trey Jones, Bruce Brown, Terry Rozier, Shadon Sharp, or CJ McCollum. Honestly, I'd probably go Rozier first, um, and then it would be. Oh goodness. We, uh, it would I, probably be Bruce Brown or CJ McCollum. Maybe depending on my build, uh, if I'm not punting field goal percentage, that might be Bruce Brown first over Terry Rozier and CJ, CJ McCollum with a punt field goal percentage. It would probably be those two ahead of Bruce Brown. Um, and then Trey Jones and then Shaden Sharp, who I think should have a pretty sizable role with Portland and will be able to shoot a lot. But I don't really know. I think I, I liked him a little bit, and then after hearing some other people talk about it, he'll score and he'll probably hit some threes. But I don't really know what else, what other categories he's providing value in. I think he's fine in points leagues, but in category leagues, he he'll probably just be providing some points, and he may not even start if they want to uh, go with Matisse Thybul to have at least somebody out there that's going to focus on defense and not just focus on getting their own shot because everybody else in that starting lineup is like that. So. I like his upside long-term, but I think for this year, I don't really know how much he's providing. So he's the last for me on that list. Wow. Yeah. I, I like Shadon quite a bit. Um, I have him in a few leagues. I didn't uh -huh. get him in some. I took uh, Bruce Brown in front of Shadon Sharp in that, that 10 man draft. Um, if, if in game dunking were a fantasy category, <laughs> I think he'd probably go in like the fourth round, but him it's, and Obi not, Toppin. it's not. And yeah, Obi Toppin. And, and, you, and you, when you were describing Shadon Sharp as a, a volume shooter um, 
And what else does he do besides score some points? It sounds a lot like Jordan Poole to me. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what Jordan Poole does. He's either going to lead the league in scoring or he's going to be a complete disaster bust. Uh, he can do go, both. Could he go can do both. <laughs> he's got it in him to do both. Uh, did you end up with any Ben Simmons? I uh, he's kind of become a a, a popular like right. 10, 11, 12 round guy. I don't think I got him in. I may have gotten him in some mocks, but by the time I started doing real drafts, he uh, was going significantly earlier. He uh, generally around pick a hundred now. Sometimes even a tad earlier than that. When we did the uh, Roto World mock, I think we had uh, eleven analysts and then one guy from Twitter just because he needed to fill out a spot and he took Ben Simmons at 72 or 73 and that was absurd but uh around pick 100 is kind of where he's going and generally I don't have builds that fit him great um so I haven't really ended up with Ben Simmons in many drafts but I think he's gonna be much better this year I still don't know man I, <laughs> I mean I'll take him I I've gone from never drafting Ben Simmons to okay fine I'll take a flyer on him in round 12 and we'll we'll see what happens um i still don't trust him i still don't still not really a believer but it is um it is interesting hey i my thing i keep going back to is even if he does come out and do and say all the right things he still can't shoot threes he still can't shoot free throws there's still holes in his game but he does have that defensive mindset when he wants to and, he, and he's he can rack up you know points rebounds and, and assists like nobody's business so it'll be interesting to see uh what ben does but uh i i would not be surprised if if we end up dropping him at some point this season i could see the i can see the wheels coming off and, and things going sideways so we shall find out um what else have we got here let's do this lebron versus jordan magic versus bird barkley versus kevin McHale. basketball is synonymous with legendary player rivalries they make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation now every player matchup and head-to-head -head debate can be settled on rival fantasy it's NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in the next game. Play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own. And get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now before the 2023-24 season tips off in about, what, seven hours. Uh, it's time to step up to the challenge on rival fantasy. See you in the arena. Um, I'm going to go check out rival fantasy. I have not been there yet. It sounds kind of fun. <laughs> sounds kind of fun. Uh, no, you got three bold predictions for me. Whew. All right. Um, first one is going to be Trey young, top 10, nine cat player. Um, I think playing under Quinn Snyder is going to work wonders for him. Going to be much better than he was uh, for Nate McMillan. Already talked about shooting more threes this year than he has over the past couple seasons. Uh, how he emphasized uh, shooting more mid-range shots because they felt he was settling too much for deep threes. But 
Quinn Snyder wants him to shoot threes. So I think he's going to get back up, uh, probably add at least a three per game, if not set a new career high. I think it's 3.1. I can easily see him getting over that. Um, and hopefully uh, just Quinn Snyder's offense will help him get some better looks. So field goal percentage will go back up. So, I mean, he was 11th, I think, uh, was his best finish, which was two seasons ago. So I can see him getting back to that um, and maybe even a little bit better now that he has probably the best coach of his career. Um, Devin Vassell, top 50 in nine cat. I think uh, I'm not probably going to take him top 50, but I think he can return that level of value. He's going to be uh, probably the second best player in San Antonio, uh, obviously behind Wemby, who I think it would be uh, kind of risky to say anybody's going to be better than him this year because he's already looked so good. But Vassell's going to score hit threes. Uh, he's a pretty decent playmaker, underrated playmaker, can get defensive stats. He's just got to improve the field goal percentage a little bit, but I think having one be out there will help him with that. Um, and a third bold prediction, does it have to be a fantasy prediction or can it no. be a... Uh, nope. Then I'll roll with another one that I had, which was uh, both Orlando and Indiana are playing in the postseason this year. I think both teams have, I don't remember the last time uh, they each had their individual postseason appearances, but it's been a few years. I think they might both end up being play-in teams, but I think both will be playing postseason basketball. Indiana is going to be better uh, just for young guys getting more experience. Adding Bruce Brown, I think we talked about him, going to be a really good move to help them win games. He's a winning player. And then Orlando just has too much talent. I don't know if you saw uh, Patrick Beverly on a podcast say, oh, it's, uh, I don't know why they have Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. You're talking about ESPN's top uh, 100. I don't know why they have them ranked so high. If they have two players in the top 50, then why don't they win games? And it, it was just a dumb take because, one, that's a prediction <laughs> for this season. And, two, like those guys are really, really good. They were a 500 team last year after a slow start. So they're going to be playing in the postseason this year. They have way too much talent to not. Um, if they don't, something is fundamentally wrong with that team. There will be changes made quickly. Uh, but I think both those teams will be playing in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with, uh, with you, especially the Pacers. I'm kind of all in on the Pacers this year. I, I actually am from Indianapolis. I have a Pacers baseball hat that I, I actually probably should have put it on before we did this. Um, but I, I think they're going to be good. I, I love their mix of veterans and youth and, Tyrese Halliburton, he's one of those guys like SGA and Anthony Edwards, where it just feels like he's about he's about ready to take off to another level that we haven't seen yet. And um, you picked him to lead the league in assists. I'm with you on that. Uh, I made a mistake on my pick. <laughs> um, I don't even know who who did I take again. I, I uh, oh Trey Young, Atlanta. Yeah, I am Trey. Trey, who you're. You're bold predicting Trey's going to be good, so maybe maybe yeah. I'll be okay there. But I just think Halliburton is is can't miss in the assists, um, and I think the Pacers are not only going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to scare teams in the East. I think by the end of the season, teams are not going to want to see the Pacers uh, coming to their house. Uh, they're just they're just going to be a good team. So, uh, no. Before we wrap it up here, you're not in the thirty team league that I am in. I don't but, believe so. Um, we do this every year. It's called 30 deep and it's an insane draft. I had the 25th pick in that draft. Do you care to guess who I took at 25? 
It's a guy we've talked about quite a bit today. I mean, there's did Wemby get to you at 25? He did. Okay. So Wemby. <laughs> I got Victor Wembanyama at 25, <laughs> and I was fired up about it. Um, and then I got De'Aaron Fox on the way oh, back. Wow. And then we flip the third round. Yeah. So I got to pick early in the third round, and I got Austin Reeves. So I'm I was pretty happy with the start of that team. And my 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 full lineup, my starting lineup, we started point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, a guard, a forward, and a utility player. So my starting lineup for the 30 team leagues, De'Aaron Fox, Kobe White, Jaden Hardy of Dallas, which if Luca and Kyrie are gonna not play as much as people think they are, Jaden Hardy could be kind of fun. Austin Reeves, Weminyama, Cam Thomas. Some people think he's going to be a, a candidate for sixth man of the year in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm not sure I'm one of those people. Uh, I got your guy, Zach Collins, as my starting center, which I'm pretty psyched about. And then Peyton Pritchard, red hot in the preseason, is going to be my uh, my utility guy. So I feel better about this 30, 30 man team than I have one that I've drafted in a long time. Um, I know one year I had John Morant with my first pick and he immediately got hurt, went down with an ankle injury. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had Zion. He didn't even play. If your first round pick in the 30 team league is an absolute bust, you're, you're done. Like your season's over before it even started. So uh, none of that bears all that well for my man, Victor Wembanyama, but I don't think there is a doctor, a curse on these guys. I think I just made some dumb picks those years. Um, I fixed it and got Wimby. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. Well, he's Noah Rubin. You can follow him on Twitter at Noah Rubin 22. I'm Steve Alexander, Dr. A. Um, we, I will see you guys on Thursday with Rick Kamla right back here at 11 o'clock on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Hoops podcast. Thanks for joining us, Noah. Have a great day, and thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, Doc, absolutely. You do the same. All right. We'll see you all.